from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein. You are Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. And James Griffin from Griffin Concrete Contractors is here this morning. This morning, we want to make sure your feet are on solid ground. If you think your floor needs an upgrade, then let's help. You want new flooring, but you don't know where to start? Ready to rip up the carpet? Want to refurbish your hardwood? Maybe smooth concrete floors is for you. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. He'll be back next week. And James Griffin from Griffin Concrete, Concrete Contractor. You go ahead and say that three times fast. This morning, we want to make sure your feet are on solid ground. If you think your floor needs an upgrade, then... Let us help. You want new flooring, but you don't know where to start? Ready to rip up that carpet? If you want to refurbish your hardwood? Uh, you know, we can help you with any of this stuff. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Well, I wanted to start out this morning with, uh, and Java reminded me of this, We had some really nasty storms over the weekend. We want to open the show uh, with talking about the tornado that hit the Hattiesburg area this weekend. We know there's a lot of cleanup and rebuilding going on in that area. Also, there will be people out there trying to take advantage of the situation, posing as contractors, going after people's money. And we see this time and time again when these types of things happen. Uh, Dell, what are some of the things that people can look for to find a reputable and genuine uh, contractor, people to help them rebuild? Well, um, I would always say um, size up the contractor, um, you know, do a little research. Mm-hmm. Um, references is always good. Um, you know, like uh, Jeff always say, um, see what is his last project, um, who he's worked for last. Mm-hmm. Could you speak with them? And um, just really that gut feeling. You got to kind of, you know, in a, in a crisis like this, you want someone that's going to be fair and honest with you. And, um, yeah, because there's some, there, I mean, there's some folks out there that can make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but are ready to take your money from you. Beware of the <clears> salesman <throat> contractor, you know, right. the one that's um, just selling you anything mm-hmm. and, and you don't need it. All right. Here's some uh, uh, scam tips uh, that Java hit us with is scam number one. I'll need the money up front. That is the scam. Number one is that people say I need the money up front. Uh, the problem with that is, and it's already happened in Hattiesburg, is that someone takes the money up front and you never see them again. And w- one of the things that one might want to do, uh, now we talked about this on a show a while back. Dell, what, what was the advice on the on the money? 
Um, close relation. Uh, make sure the money doesn't leave your hand till you got something to see for it. I mean, if you're giving money with nothing to show for it, you've been had. You would want to um, ask as many questions as possible. Um, what is the money for? Um, why do I have to, you know? Right. You just question everything. And if they're good uh, exp- explaining it, then you can see a trail. But usually, let's get some work done first, and then we'll um, be able to honor you with some wages. It's kind of right. both half and half trust. Right. Uh, scam number two, take my word for it. Uh, don't. <laughs> get some proof. Get some Get some ideas. Get some thoughts. Call some people. Do whatever search you need to do. Um, scam number three, I don't need to pull a permit. Eh, hang on. Your roof's half gone. You're going to need a permit. <laughs> You're going to need a demolition permit, um, permit to rebuild. Um, it's right. several uh, different stages at this point. Right. Now, uh, this this is pointed out as a scam, but this is actually, this this does happen. We ran into unforeseen problems. Uh, if you hear that from your contractor, that very well could be truth, especially, say, if like a tree falls onto your roof, you don't know how deep that damage goes until you really start digging, you know? Well, uh, in experience, it's still the same house. You know you're going to have to rebuild that structure. So mm-hmm. if you're properly planning, you will go into the steps of um, this will be the cleanup, this will mm-hmm. be the build back, you know, the finish. And then you, you kind of don't leave so much uh, open room. You, you're always planning for the unforeseen. Now, there are some things you might not see, Um plaster hidden behind that looks like she rock or right, something right. like that but still once your contractor starts taking tests and getting hands on he's responsible for um letting you know uh things like that and then there's a certain thing as a change work order but if he's um pretty good at uh, evaluating the first time and take the don't just come out in 30 right. minutes and get a check he'll know what's going on right and a change work order is on paper folks yeah um number five i've got an i've got extra materials i can sell you cheap Careful. <laughs> and that was more for um, the kind of drywall and the concrete things that you can't take back to the to right, the store. To the store. Yeah, right. they were saying that they can just sell them off, and that's not what you want to look for. Right, right. Well, right. you don't know how um, how long it's been stored. Was it stored underwater? Uh, you know, it was properly moisture. I mean, it's just um, you could get bit like that. Yeah, you don't especially. have a receipt or a warranty on the product. Right. And and plus, if 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 it's bought improperly from the improper place, it could it's be been handled. It, yeah, you never know. It could have been wet, um, especially if it's uh, drywall sheetrock. If it's ever been wet, you know you're in, mm. in bad shape. You know what? Let's go ahead and get our guy on the phone. We have got uh, Mr. Griffin. It's James Griffin from Griffin Country uh, Concrete Contractors. I'm going to do that all day long. James, are you with us? I'm here. All right. It, it, you know, do people mess up your name all the time, or is this just me? Kind of a tongue twister. Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> so tell us what you do, Mr. Griffin. Well, I'm a concrete contractor here in the Jackson area. Mm-hmm. Uh, been in business probably 40 years. Uh, we've done work up at the Nissan, just finished out with the mall out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the Western Motel downtown. Uh, wow. Doing the district out on 55. Well, let me ask you, Mr. Griffin, do you, uh, uh, have you done a lot of residential work? I have. That's where I got my start in the residential field. And so there's a couple of things that I have a feeling that folks will want to know about this morning. By the way, if you have a question about con, uh, uh, concrete contracting, anything of that nature, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send a uh, 
a, uh, an email to fixa101 at mpbonline.org. Let me ask you this. Do you do things like concrete scoring? We do. What about staining? We do. Oh, wow. So, okay, folks, if you've got a question about how do I stain or score or something of that nature, just uh, give me a call, 877-MPB-RING. This seems to be something that a lot of folks want to look at and say, uh, it's this is definitely a choice. What 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 a thing? What do people look at when they're looking to do a concrete floor? Why would one uh, decide to do a concrete floor rather than tile or wood or one of the other options? Well, uh, it's kind of like bare bottom pants. Concrete stain is in. It's it's a, it's popular. Oh okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's a good. No, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, is it cheaper? Stain floors. It's. Uh, uh, it is okay. uh, actually because once you get your concrete down, then you can score it, then you can stain it, and uh, compared to having a uh, uh, craftsman come in and lay tile of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but the concrete stain floors uh, they're not high high maintenance. There there's some maintenance involved. Mm-hmm. You got to keep your score score lines cleaned out. And every periodically you have to put your sealer on it. You got to clean it. You got to mop it, just mm-hmm. like you do in the other floors. Right. So let me ask you: If you're doing this uh, uh, a stained floor, what about an existing home on a on a cement slab foundation? Uh, so can you go in and clean that slab up and and get it scored and stained? We can. Uh, depends if they got tile down, mm-hmm. if they got wood down, or they got carpet down. We can go in, clean it up, prep it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it just depends on if they got a bad glue down. Sometimes you have to open the house up, and that that glue remover, it, you know, it just it's, it's a harsh chemical. Oh, okay. And uh, sometimes you got to open your house up and let it sit four or five days. I mm-hmm. mean, for four or five hours. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say that's a long <laughs> hotel stay, man. And, you know, <laughs> you know, go back in and clean it out, and uh, you can uh, score it and stain it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fantastic. If you've got a question this morning about uh, staining, scoring, uh, putting down concrete, anything of that nature, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It does seem like a popular option these days, and I've seen some really like gorgeous floors that are stained. That, To be honest with you, I had no idea they were stained and scored. I thought... One of them, Dell and I were talking yeah. about this very, uh, this very ornate score, uh, scored floor uh, that looked like tile. You it, said it looks just like tile. I, I had to feel it myself. Now, now there's also uh, stamped concrete. Oh yes, um, I have no idea what that is. Oh, explain to us what that is. Well, stamped concrete is is the process. You, you you order your concrete. You set your forms. Order your concrete. And then you come back and you uh you have to put a you can either use a pre prefab color that's mixed in at the plant uh-huh. or you use a shake on color where you cast it on top, float it in, then you come back with your pattern. If you want stamp, I mean uh brick, uh-huh. tile, cobblestone, they've got these um forms uh-huh. that you just walk over your concrete and stamp it in. Wow, so you can you can actually make it look like cobblestone or brick? Yeah, just whatever you want. Man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
That is amazing. Okay, you know what? We're going to take a break real quick. Uh, and yes, Frank, we're going to come back to you. Um, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what type of floors would you like to put in your home? What type of floors do you already have? And uh, what do you think about that project? Sounded like a big one. What do you like or dislike about it? Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with uh, Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and James Griffin from Griffin Country Concrete Contractors. There we go. I promise, Mr. Griffin, I will get that straight before the end of the show. Hope you don't mind. All right. Uh, are you still there with us, Mr. Griffin? I'm here. There we go. All right. We're going to go ahead and take some questions. And uh, if you've not been on the show before, Mr. Griffin, here's how it works. Uh, we're going to take questions, and they are about anything. Some of them will be about you, all right? Okay. Uh, Frank is on the line in Jackson, and he's talking about the ill effects of too much water. you with us, Frank? Yeah, how are you guys doing today? Good. What's going on, man? Uh, Mr. Griffin, I remember you when you started many, many years ago. I was working with C. Turner, Cornelius Turner. And <laughs> okay. uh, he said, if we can get James Griffin, we're going to have a good concrete slab. So, all right. Uh, Glad to see that you've uh, you stayed in business. My question is, with the new kind of cement that they're using in the concrete mix and getting 4,000 PSI, you can still get a good concrete break even if the subcontractor adds a lot of water when it comes out of the truck. Now, in the old days, you had to use a concrete wheelbarrow to get it to where you want it to be. Well, now we're pumping concrete on every, almost every job, and the subs are still adding a lot of water to the concrete as it comes off the truck. In fact, they add so much water, you wouldn't know it was concrete. It just flows like water. Now, I know for a fact if you add too much water to concrete, even if you get the strength on the concrete break, that you're going to have problems with your floor coverings because that water is going to have to come out eventually, and floor tile is going to won't adhere to the floor. It'll just keep popping off. What are the downsides to having too much water in a concrete mix from your experience other than uh, the floor tile popping up? Appreciate yeah. it, Frank. Once, once you exceed your cement water ratio, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, what, they, what concrete plants now have gone to, they've gone to a, what they call water reducers. Hmm. And it's a chemical that you can increase your water, but it won't. It won't uh, reduce your concrete strength. That's oh, amazing. Right. So you you... Uh-huh. You add a chemical that reduces the amount of water. 
That's right. a, that's weird. All right. And it's called it's what they call a water reducer. And also, I think we used to call that alcohol or <laughs> oil. Yeah. <laughs> they've gone to what they call plasticizers that you can eat and increase strength. While also time you can you can get it wetter. You know, mm-hmm. you can get up to a six, seven, or eight inch slump to where it won't actually hurt your strength. But right. in residential concrete, they use a lot of uh, they use uh, barriers. Uh, uh, what they uh, vapor barriers. Yeah, vapor yeah. barriers. And uh, so that stops the moisture from coming up to the top. And what you have to do is you have to wait 30 days using these chemicals to let your concrete cure. And that means all your water has evaporated. And uh, wow. then you can put your, your floor covering down. All right. Appreciate that, Frank. Uh, let's move on to Doug in Ocean Springs. He's uh, redoing some stain. Are you with us, Doug? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So what's going on? Okay, so uh, I had a concrete staining guy come in about five years ago and uh, put a stain on the concrete, and I guess he didn't prep it right or something, but it came out just looking terrible. Uh, It had big blank spots in it, and uh, anyway, long story short, we want to try to paint this thing, just paint the concrete around the pool, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's got some kind of sealer or something on top. I want to know if there's a way to easily get that off. Will a pressure washer do that, or am I just out uh, of luck? You say it's a it's a roll-on paint on your swimming pool deck, right? Uh, I mean, would you get it from Lowe's, Home Depot? Uh... Right, right, right. Okay. Can, now, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get your uh, pressure washer, mix it some acid, about uh, six pounds of water, and, uh, you know, roll, brush it on with a brush, take your pressure washer, and then you can come back and uh, stain it or repaint it. Okay, and that's like muric acid you're talking about? Yeah, muratic acid. Uh-huh. You don't want it real strong. You want it about six, seven parts water. You just want it enough to, to, to you know, etch that, that seal off because that seal has gotten down in the concrete, see, and uh, yeah. just pressure washing, you won't get it off. But that acid will etch it, and actually it will make the roll-on you put back on to, you know, kind of reach out and grab you. Okay, wow. so it's one, it's one part muriatic acid to six or seven parts water is what you're saying? Right, right. All right, I'm going to give it a try. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and you know to wear gloves with that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it says acid on the label, oh, you should yes. probably put on some, some gloves. What do they call it? The nitrate. Brush. Yeah. Uh, I, I prefer the nitrate gloves over the... Oh, uh, we. Over the latex. That yeah. is going to be, ooh. Yep. Every time we use that, America, it's, it's you know, unforgiving if it gets on you. Right. You know, I feel like ants biting or something. Right. You know, because <laughs> I, I use it a little more stronger, but, um, you know, to each, you know, to get that uh, result, you got to clean, you got to clean that concrete. Right. Uh, thorough. All right. Uh, appreciate it, Doug. Let's move on to Melissa. Before, before we do that, it's, uh, if you want to get a uh, question in about your flooring this morning, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We do have James Griffin from Griffin Concrete Contractors. Got it right that time. Uh, And he will be answering your question about the concrete floors. 877-MPB-RING. Let's go to Melissa in Morton. You've got some uh, damaged floors in the bathroom, Melissa? Yes, I do. So So we moved the house about 20 years ago. And if you ever want to do that, give me a call and I'll talk you out of it. Okay. um, (laughs) We... um, (laughs) We have 1950s bathrooms, and so you can imagine what the tile looks like. Oh, yeah. And, um, 
I got to ask what, what color is the toilet. I just got to ask. Oh, it's green. I, of course green. it is. We had a green toilet, <laughs> green bathtub, green sink. It was all matte. It, it looked great. Right. It's still matte. But um, so we had some, I went over jacking up the house to actually put it um, at the location. Uh, the jack popped out from under the house and dropped one corner of the house. Mm. So, Instead of repairing my floor, the people that moved the home went in and dug out my porcelain tile in the bathroom. Then we went in and had a tile contractor come in and tile over it, and he did a terrible, terrible job. So I'm just wondering, I think that there was no um, underlayment Mm -hmm. that he put down. I think he just simply put maybe some leveling compound. And uh, Yeah, so I'm just wondering, do we just need to dig out that floor Completely. And what are we getting into? What are we going to find when we get under that floor? Are we going to uh, eventually get to a subfloor, or how is that going to work? Well, if they because move the house, then it's on a conventional foundation. So you'll get to a subfloor eventually. Hopefully, it's not so destroyed that it can't be. Uh, but, but you know, subflooring in a conventional home is not as difficult to replace as if you had a problem with your concrete. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's right. it's yeah because you can still get to it. Yeah, you can still get to it. You can move it around. You can you can you can repair places that have gone bad. the The issue is uh, if they didn't put any underlayment on. Uh, now they have this stuff. If you go to any of the box stores or your uh, or your uh, uh, hardware store, something like that, they have this, and it's usually orange that I've seen it. This this plastic stuff that looks like a waffle. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's it's thick like a waffle, and it's orange. And you put it up under, uh, uh, put it you you uh, nail it or screw it directly to the subfloor, okay. and then and then you tile over that. Uh, okay. It 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 makes it makes it so much better. And if that floor moves underneath, that doesn't mean that that little waffle thing is going to move. Great. And Great. and it really helps, uh, uh, Mr. Griffin. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, like you said, you eventually get down to your the original subflooring, and uh, there are some other labels that you can use, and then you put your tile on, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't really have a big, big problem. She just needs a real good mechanic. Right, right. <laughs> gotcha. And by the way, I hope I hope the folks that uh, moved slash dropped your house did pay for that, right? <laughs> they didn't. In fact, we got out of it pretty cheap. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your help today. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. You too. Uh-huh, bye-bye. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, what it's called the uncoupling membrane. The uncoupling orange membrane. waffle stuff. Uh, orange yeah. waffle. Uncoupling <laughs> membrane. Thank you for the research there, Java. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Scott in Jackson. He's got a question on concrete. Let's go to Scott. What's going on, man? Hello. Hello, Scott. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I have a question. I have a home, and um, the previous owner had a dog in the garage, and just had a small dog in the garage. Not real strong, but just says, you know, what kind of put them they gonna seem into wash it down or something. I don't wanna mess it up. Like put bleach and ruin it or but what can I do to get rid of the dog scent? The only thing I know of is uh they sell this uh enzyme stuff that you can put on it. But uh Mr. Griffin, any thoughts there? Uh just a good detergent and uh I mean you've got uh is it a stained garage floor or just regular concrete floor? Regular concrete. Uh, just get you a good cleaner, it should, and a pressure washer. That should should take care of it. And the one the one thing I can say, um, Scott, is okay. if this is truly a, a urine smell, 
uh, from an animal, you don't want to use bleach because what's going to happen is that the ammonia from the urine is going to combine with the bleach, and then you have this toxic mess uh, that will make you pass out if you breathe it for too long. I would say whatever you do, you're going to need to repeat the process at least a couple, two or three times. You know, soap it, soak it, scrub it, wash it, rinse it. Right. You know, and I like then, the idea uh, of the pressure washer. Yeah, and then uh, put a little deodorizer on it, you know. There you go. Okay, thank you. Thank All right, thanks. We appreciate it. We'll take a break real quick, Java. All right, let's do that. We're going to take a break real quick, and uh, we'll continue our discussion. Listeners, what type of floors would you like to put in your home? We've got a special guest, James Griffin from Griffin Concrete Contractors here today to help you out with your concrete floors or whatever you want to put on top of that. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. But uh, James Griffin from Griffin Concrete Contractors is here to answer your question about floors, uh, whatever type you're doing. But he is a concrete contractor mainly, and uh, we've been talking a lot about stained and scored floors this morning. But I wanted to answer just a couple of – hang on just a second, Roger. I'll get to you in just a second. You're next. But I did want to answer a couple of emails here. Did get uh, an email. Here you go. This one is for you, Dell. How hard is it to replace a thermostat? Can a barely there homeowner do it? And what is the price range to get a replacement? I've seen them from $5 to 150 What do I need to look for on the package? I really don't want a Wi-Fi connected one, and I would like it. I would like it digital. The one I have is 20 years old and put in when we built. Uh, I wow. just replaced my thermostat, and they don't they don't have to be super expensive to be digital. No, I'm still afraid of the five or seven dollar one. You know, oh, yeah, for yeah, long yeah, term. Yeah, yeah. And in a case where it's never been changed before, you know, don't um, you know you can always um, YouTube it. You can you know Google it. But if you have to call um, a technician, they might talk you through it through the phone. But if those colors have changed on the wires, that's the only thing can confuse you. Right. Whether the it's thing supposed is, to be brown and it's red. Right. If you buy a thermostat, if you go to the store and buy a thermostat, you know, it at least spends, say, 35 40 bucks on it. Yes. Okay? Yes. And when you have that, if you'll follow, basically a thermostat is connected by two to three wires. Yeah, four at the most. Yeah. And and they are color-coded and uh and I think at 20 years old, you should be fine. They usually but, line up, you know, the red with the red, green mm-hmm. with the green, yellow, yellow, and brown. And you don't have to make up some kind of weird connections or anything. Usually it's just uh, a Phillips head screw will get you done. 
because a lot of these, or they have these little plug things that you plug into. It's a simple fix, but, you know, don't <clears throat> take it for granted. <clears throat> no. And, but you and I would say now, if you, you know, this is a chance you could get the upgrade if you ever go into um, security system or anything. You would want um, a compatible thermostat. Right. You know, that you could look at from your phone or uh, activate. Right. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Roger's on the line in Ocean Springs. He's been waiting quite a while. Let's go to you. Roger, um, so you got a concrete porch? Hey, Roger. Roger, can you turn your radio down just a bit? All right, let's hang on for just a minute. Uh, let's put Roger back on hold. We'll go to Larry in Oxford. He's got a couple of comments. You with us, Larry? Larry, you with us? Yes. All right. So, so what's going on? Well, I was calling about the woman who had the house moved, and she wanted to redo her bathroom floor. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm sure Dell has seen this in a house that old. Uh, sometimes that concrete or that tile floor in the bathroom is actually poured on concrete where they put the cribbing in between the floor joists. Mm-hmm. And there may be two or three inches of concrete in there Ooh. under that tile. And I'll bet those guys who cracked it before didn't take all that out. Right. Uh, they probably chipped off what was on top and, and then leveled it out. Right, refloated. And, uh, if she gets into that, I'm not saying she won't want to do it. It'd just be a lot more work. But uh, I've used that, that uh, releasing barrier stuff a lot. I, I love it. Uh, I never got called back on anything where I didn't use it, but I feel more confident using that stuff. Talking about the orange waffle? That orange waffle stuff. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Now, that stuff, uh, that stuff really does work nice, and it's waterproof, too, so uh, I just think she needs to be solid under there. And right. Either, either she's going to have to tear out that concrete or uh, at least make sure that it's, it doesn't have any fractures in it. All right. But your your question about what kind of floor to put down, mm-hmm. I have put down this floor in so many places for myself, but also in places I've sold, and people just love it. And I, one by six tongue and groove pine. Oh, yeah. Stuff, you know, you can pick it up from anywhere from 33 cents to a dollar a board foot, you know. Yeah. And since it's, it's an inch thick or nominally, it's, you know, about a dollar a square foot to put down. It doesn't wear well. You know, it's not a floor uh, to put down in a high traffic area. Right. But people like it. It looks really cool, and it's it's really cheap. It's cheaper than any vinyl you could put down. Okay. No nail right. in the glue. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, that, that would be good, especially in low traffic areas. We appreciate it, man. Let's go on to Kathleen and Osaka. has been waiting for a while. What's going on, Kathleen? I have a few tips about uh, the use of the muriatic acid. Okay. Um, Not only do you have to have some awareness of not only you but around you, Mm -hmm. you have to remove pets, children, and when it runs and it does, uh, you know, you have to, it has to go somewhere, you have to be careful of the soil because if you're going to plant anything there, mm-hmm. not only are your hands going into that soil, but plants are very iffy. Mm-hmm. Another way to go about it, just as a thought, mm-hmm. uh, you can sandblast it with a small rental sandblaster, or you can buy one from the box stores for under two two twenty five. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go through someone that does sandblasting, and they offer sandblasting with walnut shells 
which are non-toxic. Mm-hmm. You lay the area with a, a, a light drop cloth. doesn't have to be anything expensive. Mm-hmm. That way, all overflow will go onto that. You wrap it up and dispose it properly. Because wow. if you've got cats, mm-hmm. they like to deposit little gifts for you. Right. And they cannot handle the chemicals of any kind. Okay. Plus, I believe if you are using muriatic acid, mm-hmm. if you get into a problem, you need to have... A gallon or so mm-hmm. of white vinegar. I'm a think. I'm thinking. I'm not absolutely positive that you. We used to use this, and I'm pretty sure it's okay. You pour the vinegar over that, and it stops the reaction of the muriatic acid. Oh man, that's really cool. I appreciate that, Kathleen. That's uh, that's a a neat idea. All right, we've got a ton of calls on. Let's keep moving. Sally is in Mobile. Has got a question about a ceramic tile floor. Are you with us, uh, Sally? Yes, I am, and thanks. Uh, flooring's the project right now. Okay, good. <laughs> I have a ceramic tile floor laid over concrete, a slab, mm-hmm. and for 30 years, and the ceramic tile still looks really nice. The grout looks really bad. It's almond. Mm-hmm. Should I try to remove the grout and regrout it or just use one of the new floor coverings, laminate or a, a loose-lay uh, uh, type of thing, and then something on top of that? Um, Mr. Griffin, uh, any thoughts there? No, I don't have a clue. Okay. Uh, it depends <laughs> on what she they wants. They've got some right. uh, overlayments now that's mm-hmm. real nice uh, that we've used outside around pool decks and on old patios. Right. And I'm not really sure this is what you would want inside your house. Right. Um, yeah. Let's see. Adele? The thing you got to look at, if you go over the floor with the floor, you're going to get some uh, the buildup, you know, an inch, a three-quarter inch uh, mm-hmm. height factor. Yeah, would it cause any step-ups or anything and like I've been that? In, I've been in older homes where they've done that to, say, kitchen floors, mm-hmm. and there's there's uh, the lip to go up to the kitchen floor. Yeah, it's like, like a step. A, yeah, it's like a step almost because the floor has been built up and built up and built up. And uh, at one point, Sally, I was with a friend and had to rip one of these floors up, and we found eight, count them, eight levels of linoleum down. Oh, yes. That, ooh, we, up, up, under, up under the tile. Compressed together. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and of course, it had all different types of glues that had been used over the year. All, you Toxic know. dust. I know. <laughs> it's terrible. But uh, be careful. I, I, you know, I really think, Sally, the best way to do things is to, is to go ahead and get that old stuff out of there. Yeah, take it out. If you're going to do, yeah, I would remove um, that floor and put a new floor down. Right. Yeah. But now if you wanted to try to take the grout out, you know, that's fine, too. You can remove that grout and yeah. just um, right. go back. And an easy way, by the way, to do the grout. Uh, Dremel makes a grout bit. Mm-hmm. And you can just use that. And, man, it makes quick work. Of grout, uh, very quick. So, all right, real quick, uh, Mr. Griffin, I'm about to I'm about to try you out here. Uh, we've got two emails. Got one from Sharon. It says we have floors of scored and stained concrete which have been in place for many years. It apparently needs to be redone. It is necessary to remove. Is it? Uh, it is necessary to remove the old sealer somehow, or you just put a new sealer over the old sealer. If the old, well, what, what we'd have to do is come in and. Grind, grind, grind them uh-huh. down just a little bit. Okay. With the floor grinder, and uh, that'll remove all the uh, the sealer and get you back to uh, what you need. Uh, 
we can still rescore it and and stain it, which will make it a whole lot prettier. Well, does um, uh, is is grinding something a, a DIYer can do, or is that something that you need uh, special equipment and uh, someone who knows how to work it? Well, uh, you can rent your programmer from any of the local rental places. Mm-hmm. But if you're not familiar with that kind of equipment, it's best that you hire a floor contractor and let him right. come in and do it. Right. And the the, uh, the 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 danger there, I guess, would be uneven grinding, which would make uh, spots in your stain. Mm-hmm. Intentions. Right. All right. Uh, so Are those uh, machines built like a buffer or something? Well, it, it operates under the same principle. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the it's deal. Dangerous. You ever seen the polished floors, like in the Home Depots and the, and the Lowe's and the Walmarts? Yeah. Those are polished floors. And what you're doing is you're getting probably that same effect, but you won't you won't grind it with a diamond. You'll grind it with a stone. Oh. And, uh, Leave it to the professionals. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Talking about but, the uh, difference between diamonds and stones here. Now, uh, that, that's when you call a guy. Or uh, somebody. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go real quick to uh, Joe and Natch has been waiting so long. Joe, uh, t- you're trying to remove carpet glue, and I feel bad for you about that. Are you with us, Joe? Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're trying to okay, remove yeah. carpet glue? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's actually my son's home, and mm-hmm. he's removed the carpeting, and he's he's trying to clean it with chemicals, and I think he got one of those buffers that you know has a big brush and mm-hmm. and uh, no effect he stained it now it looks mm. you know, well of course it looks ridiculous it, it looks bad yeah in other words he didn't he didn't get all the glue up right right uh, uh, well he's i mean he's tried chemicals that are supposed to take the glue up uh he hasn't tried a diamond buffer you know the buffer thing you put on it on that but you know I know you can get small diamonds for just a regular grinder and try to buff it out with that, but uh, I guess I was wondering, is there any commercial chemicals that take it out? Mr. Griffin? Uh, So where did he buy his first round of chemicals from? Oh, Uh, I have no idea. I wasn't involved. They've got, like I said, they're kind of harsh, and, you know, you need to leave your house open four or five hours, you know, before you can actually, you know, peel around in your house. But they've got some chemicals that are just eat that, that glue up. Oh, yeah. You know, Melt the bottoms off your shoes, man. That's some yeah. some tough and stuff I out mean, there. Uh, just get you a scraper. <laughs> uh, put that glue down and let it sit, you know, whatever you say is on the side of your can there. And uh, just scrape that stuff off. Then you come back with your soft grinder, grind your floors, and, and you're ready to go. There you go. Man, that's some and great if, advice. If you use any... Um Floor scrippers, anything like that, uh, read the labels on there. It may say let it set or add hot water or uh, degreaser or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate that. All right. Let's go to Ann and Clinton real quick. Question about a concrete floor. Do you have a concrete floor right now, Ann? Uh, I, no. Mine is my basement. Oh, okay. Um, and I need to remortar some old bricks on a 1930s house. Oh, wow. Uh, and I understand that there's a difference in the softness, I guess they call it, uh, that the old bricks are softer than the new, you know, the present bricks. Mm-hmm. And that if you put the new stuff in with the soft bricks, it'll end up to, is that true? It'll break the bricks as it dries? Um, I'm not sure. 
One thing I will tell you, Ann, is that uh, there are places, and let's see, you're in Clinton, so we're talking about the Jackson area. There are places in town that you can go that uh, do a lot with reclaimed materials from homes uh, that have been uh, uh, destroyed or taken down for some reason, and you can buy old brick, Um, and, and it may very well exactly match the brick that you have in the home. It might be a good alternative, and uh, they do have it. I know that there's a place in Jackson that does have that kind of thing. I've seen it before with my own eyes. Yeah, I've heard of it. So I think it's called that, that old house that house or something. Yeah, the uh, old house depot? Yeah. Yeah, and they have that kind of thing. But you can get those reclaimed things that look just like what you have, made by the same brick makers, even. And you can match that mold up to... Um you know, the color the same and everything, so it, it'll look blemished. Just about, you know, like a regular patch. Right. So might want to take a look at that. We're going to take a break uh, real quick, and thank you very much for giving us a call. And uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what types of floor would you like to put in your home? What type of floor do you already have? This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out today, and uh, our special guest is James Griffin from Griffin Concrete Contractors. And uh, is it cool to talk now, Java? Are we good? We good. Okay, okay. <laughs> they cut my mic off earlier, and I was like, hey. Yeah. All right. We'll get this together. <laughs> Real quick, before we go to the calls, I've got one more uh, email for you. Uh, from Martha. Uh, you still with us, Mr. Griffin? Yes. All right. It says, hi, I have a stained concrete floor in my house. However, there is a 12 by 12 ceramic tile in the kitchen and want to either remove tile or put flooring over it. Any suggestions? So she's already got a ceramic tile floor in her, uh, in her kitchen and she's got stained concrete everywhere else. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, just take it up, clean it up, and stain it. Right. Yeah, that that ceramic tile should come up because it's in a grout bed. It should come up pretty easy. Right. And uh, so you'll have just a little bit of uh, grout base. Uh, just get your floor grinder, like we mentioned before. Right. Uh, grind it down it's nice and smooth. Uh, Man, he make it sound easy. Too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got guys that do, do that for him. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Hang on just a second. We got some more coming for you. Let's see. Up next is uh, Tim and Hattiesburg on uh, concrete. Are you still with us, Tim? Tim? Yeah. Uh, thanks for holding on for so long. Sorry about that. You're talking to Mr. Griffin with uh, Griffin Concrete Contractors. What's going on? I do our property's uh, 
for banks, and they usually want a handrail of some sort put up, just an inexpensive throw up a two by four type handrail. Uh, usually put a dummy block at the top and screw it into the wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the base, though, is where I have my problems. Some of them is just concrete stuff on a concrete type deck. I have never figured out a way to uh, fasten them on the bottom, but they're actually secure enough if somebody needs to use the hand or if the trip or fall or it's not going to kill somebody. Uh, usually I end up running a, a brace from the end of the handrail up to the house. They are an angle to, to brace it off. I was wondering if there's any way that we could hook it to the base into the concrete that's easy to do and inexpensive okay so if i'm uh, thinking of like a uh, like a almost a, a handicap ramp and then you put a post beside that what would make the uh concrete uh hold better tim we're just going into the house that's been foreclosed on oh, okay uh mr griffin what do you think I'm I'm trying I'm trying to figure out what he wants. Uh, is it is it uh, just like a handrail with the rail coming down and and you just trying to bolt it to the concrete? Yeah, that's it. That's it. But I mean, just get you a, a a hammer a hammer drill and drill your hole in and put you drive you some quick bolts in. Are, are they are they going to secure? Yes. Solidly. Well, yes, indeed. Big I mean, enough bolt. Yeah, your concrete is good and solid, right? Hey, here's what I use is two by fours. What size uh, a bolt would you recommend? Um, anything half inch. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So that that'll go in the brick. What I want to put it in the brick or the mortar? Or oh, oh I okay. You going in the brick? I'm I'm thinking you going in the concrete. Well, it, it depends. It depends. You know, some houses they have concrete steps. Well, uh, now your anchor is going to be different in brick and than, than in concrete yeah. now. But you can go okay. into the mortar between the bricks. Right, and and drill in. And that's still going to be good and solid, huh? It'll be good and solid. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a good man. I appreciate it. There you go. Appreciate it. All right, we got to keep on moving. We've got a couple left. We've got, uh, is it Robert and Jackson and about patching the driveway. I've seen this every once in a while. Robert, are you with us? Yes, please. So um, Go ahead and I ask. I have a, a driveway uh, maybe far afield from, from y'all's subject, but... I wanted to know how you you um, seal and repair cracks in these old driveways, like I've got my house is from the 30s, in which the um, there's an aggregate concrete or cement or whatever you want to call it that that has gravel look on the top of it. In other words, there's a lot of big rocks in it. Right. Uh huh. That's exposed aggregate. Oh. Right. And the question is. When you get a crack in that, is there any way you can repair that to lessen the the crack showing? Now they've got uh, some joint seals, and uh, it's just regular old uh, epoxy sealer. Can you dye that sealer, Mister Griffin? Huh? Can you dye the sealer? Yeah, you uh, make it a different color. Now they they like at Home Depot, they've got some. Some different colors. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Ms. Griffin. Um, the, um, uh, what about putting pea gravel in the crack and putting something clear on top of it? Would that work? Uh, your, uh, how, your crack's that big? Oh, yeah. The cracks are pretty, 
pretty large because I had people to come in to cut down a tree, and they had a big truck, and they they warned me mm. it was going to crack, the, you know. But um, it did it for one section, but not the not all of it. But but the cracks are, are getting larger. That what that's what makes me afraid. Uh, he need to replace it. Yeah, you need to replace that driveway because uh, patching those cracks, you're only talking about a temporary fix. Because even with the outside sealers, uh, you put them in, you get a winter, and then you get a summer, then they gonna go bad anyway. Right. I'm thinking yeah. with uh, I'm thinking he's probably better off with a uh, a, a dyed or a colored sealer, uh, and that way he can continue to put it in there. As he need to replace those sections. But it's only going to get worse as the water run in there and spread. Yeah, they've got some self-leveling uh, corkings that you can use. But like I said, you get a winter on them and then you get a summer, then they they won't last outside. Right. If you can afford to, I suggest that you replace that driveway if you can. All right. That's a good idea. Let's go to Roger is back on the line. He was on the line earlier, and you've got a stain on your concrete porch. Correct, Roger? Yes. Right. Oh no! I I am looking for a advice as to what I should put on these concrete porches. A small porches. Uh, I don't want something that you can slip on because they get wet in a rain, and my wife doesn't like the looks of them with just plain concrete. So I was wondering if there was a stain that Mr. Griffin would suggest, or uh, a, epoxy on it, or whatever. I suggest using an overlayment. They've got an overlayment uh, that you can put on. Uh, how much area you got? How big are your porches? They're small, like 6 by 8 feet, 10 by 12 feet. Okay, that underlayment will work perfect. You can put your half inch on it, and uh, you can put your what they call a swirl finish on it, uh, kind of like what they, they do out on the east and west coast. Uh and uh, it'll be, it won't be rough, but it'll be where you can walk and not slip. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mr. Griffin. Appreciate that. Okay. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Delmore, Jeff Samus, and our guest, James Griffin of Griffin Concrete Contractors. <laughs> I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. show, Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.